Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whew. I tell you, thank you, praise and worship team. I, I was I was about to run across this stage. Lord, have mercy. Ah, God is good. God is good. Uh, I don't know where to start. Just feeling the presence of the Lord. I want to um, remind you that this month is uh, Minority Mental Health Month, in which we uh, focus on mental health. And on Tuesday, July 28th, we will be having a session Q&A with Dr. Marshawn uh, Glover, member of this church and also wonderful uh, psychologist, and he's going to be uh, doing a Q&A with uh, Deacon Eric Handy. So please mark your calendar. These are some tough times, no doubt about it. And we want to make sure that our congregation and those who are connected to us are feeling well and supported. Uh, at this time, we want to uh, also, it is gift card time for those who are 17-year-old 17 years old and under, we have some questions that you are to answer, and it's amazing, uh, children at PT, you're getting some competition now. Uh, we had a winner about a month ago from uh, Washington, that is the state of Washington, not Washington, D.C. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had two winners from North Carolina, so this thing seems to be going around the country, so you better respond quickly. So here's the questions. Last week, I talked about uh, the ingredients to believing again. And when I mean believing again, uh, I'm, I'm talking about uh, these ingredients don't necessarily have to uh, go in order, but there's seven ingredients to believing. I said, number one, there needs to be a declaration, uh, which it means something that comes from your heart and mouth, declaration of who God is, declaration of what God has done. You need to declare, testify, and it's Jehovah Sneakies and all he's blessed you. Um, declare your relationship in Christ. You, you, let me say this. You're not an orphan. You're not fatherless. You belong to Jesus Christ. Uh, secondly, uh, the, or the fourth point is declare blank blank. Declare blank blank. That's where you need to answer that. That's in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6 and Isaiah 55 verse 11. Next question is declare who you are looking to for blank. Who are you looking to for blank? Sixth point is declare your weakness. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm made strong because of the grace of God. And finally, declare whose blank it is. So naturally, if you can answer these three questions, uh, make sure you immediately email the address below the screen so that you can receive your gift. Praise the Lord. As I said earlier, uh, I want to be your spotter when it comes to faith. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with spotting, spotting is, it's when a person is lifting weights and they know they're trying to lift a weight that is heavier than what they usually lift. And so particularly when it's bench pressing, you'll have somebody who kind of holds their hands under the weight just in case the person is struggling. And this way they make sure that the person gets assistance if they need it 
when they are lifting weights or coming against resistance that is beyond what the usual is or what they're used to handling. And so I know, folks, please understand, I understand that these are tough times. And that's why we're doing this series called Believe. And I, I have a special offer uh, for you at the end of this service, and so stay tuned. But if you have, if you know of any individuals who are struggling in their belief of God and they're struggling in their uh, faith in God, you know, tell them to tune in today and, uh, of course, next Sunday, because that's what I want to do, even in, on, on this podium here, on this table here where I'm speaking from. We keep this word believe to keep reminding you that you and I, this is the way out. So, Father, I pray right now that you would speak to us, release the spirit of faith, not only in this room, which we can sense your spirit, but also release the spirit of faith in our homes, no matter if we live in the city of Cambridge, no matter if we live in the state of Massachusetts, no matter if we live in this country called the United States of America, no matter where we are in the world, reach us in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so the title of my sermon is Weaponized Worship. Weaponized Worship. And you may say, well, how did you get this? You know what? Uh, for the, we, we, are, we have been going through four months of this coronavirus pandemic and then another two months of this racial pandemic. And I, I can't speak for you. Maybe your faith is a whole lot greater than mine. And that, praise the Lord. But I, I feel like the devil and life and the devil has had me on my heels, have me backing up. And I'm just tired of being punched by life being punched by circumstances. And so I was like, God, I want to go on the offense. And God said, you need to weaponize your worship. And you may say, what do you mean weaponize? Let me give you the definition of weaponize. I found it online, vocabulary.com. And it says this, to weaponize something is to use something in order to deliberately inflict harm. To use something in order to deliberately inflict harm. So I want to inflict harm on the kingdom of darkness. Can you say amen? Can you put your thumbs up? But this is what I like. This next definition, to take an ordinary object and turn it into a weapon. Lord have mercy. To take an ordinary, an ordinary object and turn it into a weapon. So for example, I have an ordinary item called lollipops, lollipops. And you know, children love lollipops. Adults probably still love lollipops and you enjoy looking at them and, and you, you don't think of these as weapons. However, if I take it and make it a projectile and throw it and, and throw it, it becomes a weapon. Don't worry, I didn't hit anybody. I blessed them. <laughs> but the point is, and you know, when some of you, when you were in um, um, school and in the cafeteria, and you, you take an ordinary object or item called food, and all of a sudden, when you start throwing it, you say, food fight. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, say amen. In other words, you take something ordinary, something that's usually not looked at as a weapon, 
but then you weaponize it. And so I want to talk to you about it is time for us to weaponize our worship. Oh my goodness, weaponize our worship. Now again, we're going to just, I'm going to do something unusual. That is, I'm going to go through this text, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 14 to 22, eight verses, and then I'm going to finish. Uh, so I'm going to, rather than read the scripture, we're just going to go through it. I'm going to make eight points, and hopefully by the end of this sermon, your strength will be, your, your faith will be strengthened, and also you'll discover I don't have to back up anymore. It's time for me to go on the offensive. If you're ready to go on the offensive, can't you lift your hands up and bless the Lord? Amen. So, uh, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 14, we'll pick up where we left off last week. Uh, Jehoshaphat, in, in verse 12, he's praying to the Lord, one of my favorite prayers. He says, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes, our focus is on you. It says, then the spirit of the Lord came upon a man named Jehaziel, which means God sees. I'm so glad that no matter what I'm going through right now, God sees where I am. Praise the Lord. And but not only that, he says, it also says that he is the son of Zechariah. The name Zechariah, it is a Hebrew name, which means the Lord remembers, which means that some of you, first of all, some of you may think that that the situation you're in is so dire, is so frustrating, has been so long that God has forgotten you. But the devil is a lie. Say that with me. The devil is a lie. In fact, the name devil literally means slanderer. He is a liar. First of all, he will lie to you about God. Secondly, he will lie to you about your circumstances. You'll never get out of it. And thirdly, he'll lie to you about you. In other words, if you believe, if, if you believe God and you have so much doubt in, doubt in your life, maybe, maybe you lost your salvation. He is a liar. God will not forget you. The Bible says that if he know, he knows the number of hairs on your head. So, so if he knows the number here on your head, those who have hair, then you should know that God has remembered you. Not only can the Lord remember you, meaning call you to mind, but he has the ability to re, meaning put back, member. He has the ability to take the broken pieces of your life and put it back together for his honor and for his glory. There's nothing that's too broken that God cannot fix. Somebody ought to say praise the Lord right there. And so, so the Lord says, look, I see you and I remember you. And this Levi, in the midst of assembly, he says, he speaks the prophetic word of the Lord in verse 15, and Jehaziel says, listen, all you of Judah. Come on, praises, Judah. Listen, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, especially King Jehoshaphat. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. The name Jehoshaphat, as I said earlier, it is a Hebrew name, and it means the Lord has judged. In other words, God has already made a decision about your situation. God has already made a decision about your situation. For example, 
He's already decided that your need is met because he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He has already made a decision. So in other words, no matter what you're going through right now, it hasn't caught God by surprise. If it gets through his hands, that means he intends to work it out for your benefit, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 28. So right now, I want you to praise God that he's already made a decision about your circumstances. And the decision he has made is that he knows the plans that he has for you, and they are for your good expected end. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Hallelujah. Let's, let's just take a pause right there to praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I bless you, Lord. You're going to remember that you're going to put together mess, things that are broken, and turn it into your masterpiece. Mm. He says, thus says the Lord to you, people of God, to you, Jehoshaphat. And I'll call myself Jehoshaphat as the leader, like, God, okay, you made a decision. We're going to get through this. He says, do not be afraid. Sometimes the opposite of faith is not doubt. Sometimes the opposite of faith is fear. He says, do not fear or do not be dismayed. Do not be dismayed. Do not be dismayed. And I looked up this word dismayed. It means don't be alarmed. Don't be upset. Don't be filled with despair despair. In other words, uh, despair. So you see in that word pair, meaning together, and dis meaning away. So do not be away from being paired. What do you mean being paired? In other words, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, he says, take my yoke upon you. In other words, be paired with me. Don't allow the devil to separate you from me. And he uses fear many times to bring despair, to cause us to take off the yoke of Jesus and feel like we're carrying everything, that's a good word, Bishop, on your own. You are not alone. Praise the Lord. It says, do not be broken down. This word, uh, dismay, do not be broken down in courage because of this difficulty. In other words, this word despair in the Hebrew means don't be broken, don't be confused, don't go back to Babylon, don't be beaten down. Do not be dismayed. I love this song, a hymn that we learned, that we used to sing when we were in church. Be not dismayed, whate'er be found, God will take care of you. And then the chorus says, God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Don't be dismayed. He goes on to say to Jehoshaphat, the reason why you shouldn't be discouraged or upset or alarmed because of this great multitude of problems that are coming against you, the battle is not yours. The battle is God's. The battle is not yours. The battle is God's. 
Verse 16, he says, tomorrow, this is, a, this is a prophetic word from Jehaziel. Stay with me now. Go down against them. Verse 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. All you need to do is position yourselves. Stand still and see with your own eyes the salvation or deliverance of the Lord who is with you, O Jerusalem and O Judah. God is with you. I like what David said. He calls the Lord Jehovah Roi in Psalm 23. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. And he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. I don't care what you're going through. Jesus made a covenant with us. He said, I will never leave you nor abandon you. So even if you can't feel his presence, even when I don't see him, he's working. Even when I don't feel him, he's working. He's never stopped. He's never stopped working. Oh, he's at work. And so I want to encourage you to know that God is with you. And, and so he says, but you have to take your position. And, you're, and so what's the position? Verse 18, I'm almost finished here. And Jehoshaphat, this was the position that he should take. If God is going to fight my battles, he says, take your position. Your position, Jehoshaphat bows his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, they bow before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. That's an odd response when you are being overrun by the enemy, overrun by bills, overrun by Zoom, overrun by uh, maybe, you, maybe you are uh, living in circumstances that, that, that are not conducive and you feel overwhelmed, you feel over, overwhelmed emotionally, overwhelmed mentally, I want to let you know that when you're feeling overwhelmed, the position you should take is one of worship, meaning to put God in a position of worth. See, worshipers are so Worshippers are so rare, that is, worshipers of God, that the Bible says that God is searching. He is on a recruitment for worshipers. John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. See, everybody's commanded to praise God. In other words, we are commanded to praise God because we praise God for what he's done, but we worship him for who he is. Amen, amen, amen. And so they, they worship God saying, God, we know that, <laughs> that you are a mighty warrior and you will fight our battles. And so we put you in a position of worth as the mighty warrior, the one who, who is the who has the sword that comes out of his mouth, the one who rolls up his sleeve, the one who unsheaths his sword and does battle on our behalf. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And so he says, so as they bow to worship, the Bible says, then the Levites stood 
to praise the Lord God with a loud and high voice. God sometimes wants loud praises, high, high praises, loud praises. It's nice to be, you know, quiet. You know, God is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be quiet. But sometimes you need to shout to the Lord. All the earth let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to our king. Right where you are, give the Lord a loud praise right now. Come on, right where you are. If you're in this building, loud praise. Let the high praises of God be in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our, and to execute judgment. Our God is great and he's greatly to be praised. A great God deserves a great praise. A great God deserves a praise that is great. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago, and they said, Bishop, I have to keep praise and worship in my home to keep the atmosphere right. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you just need to keep the atmosphere right so it is conducive to praise God. I know we, 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 mm, I know that we have the scripture enter his gate with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. And, we, and we're used to doing that when we come into the church. But now you can't come to the church. So this is what I want you to do. From now on, when you enter your house, you're saying, I'm entering into his gates. Praise the Lord every time you enter into your house. Why? You say, well, why should I praise the Lord? Why enter into my house? Because you're praising God saying, thank you, Lord, for keeping me. Thank you, Lord, that there was no accident. Thank you, Lord, that I made it home safely. Hallelujah. I'm talking about weaponizing your praise. Oh, my goodness. And so, verse 20, so they rose up early in the morning. Isn't it interesting? There's a contrast here. Uh, uh, they started out in fear and panic. Now, in verse 20, after fasting, after praying, after seeking God, after receiving a prophetic word from God, after they, 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 their faith was stirred and they wake up the next morning after worship and, and, and they rose up early and they went into the wilderness of Tokea or Tekoa. That word Tekoa means stockade, stockade. In other words, a stockade, if you, mm, my goodness, I want to run around this church. If you remember, when someone was being punished, they would put them in a stockade. In other words, their head would be in a stockade and their arms would be in a stockade. You follow me? And there'd be, it'd be a wood, so they'd be bound, so they can't move. They're in a stockade. But they went, so what am I saying? They went to the place that had them bound and worshipped in the, mm, woo, worshipped in the place that had them bound because they knew the power of God will set them free. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Uh, I challenge you, worship in the place that has you bound. Take those bills that are piling up and say, God, I bless you. Because the greater the bills, the greater the miracles. Take that doctor's report. Take whatever has you bound and give a praise right where they are. Woo, my Lord have mercy. And 
So they praised right where they were bound. And as, the, as they went out, Jehoshaphat now is getting bold. He's getting bold because he has faith. And he says, hear me, O Judah. Hear me, O Judah. Hear me, praises. Are, you, are there any praises out there? Are there any praises out there? I said, are there any praises out there? Hear me, O praisers. Ah, hear me, O praisers, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. You will be established. You won't be wishy-washy. The Bible, not the Bible, one of our, my favorite hymns, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. And righteousness, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name. Hmm. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground, I, I stand. In other words, I'm established. His hope, his covenant, his blood, support me. In the whelming flood, when all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Come on, sing with me. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Come on, right where you are. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Mm. My, my establishment is on Christ. See, right then there, we, see, know what you did right there? You just weaponized your worship. Ah, he says, believe in his prophets and you will be successful. Oh, some of you need to go back to your prophetic words. Listen to those words. Let me keep going. And when they had consulted with the people and appointed those who should sing to the Lord. Tell somebody, you need to sing to the Lord. Those who should sing to the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Let his praises fill your temple. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Bow down before him. You're saying, Bishop, why are you singing all these songs? I'm weaponizing my worship. Weaponizing my worship. And not only should they sing to the Lord, but they should praise the beauty of holiness. And mm, as they went out in front of the army, and as they were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy mm, endures forever. The word mercy, one of the definitions of the word mercy is God's ability to clean up mess. Woo! God, I know you can clean up this mess or the messy situation I'm in, so I praise God for his mercy endures forever. As 
they were praising God. Woo. My last point. It says, verse 22, when they began, they didn't even finish. When they began, they didn't even finish. When they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes, plural. I, I wish you all would get happy like I am. The, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, against the people of Moab, against the people of Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, come against praise, and they, their enemies, were defeated. Oh, this is, my God, have mercy. So, I read this scripture, Lord knows, I can't tell you how many times I read this scripture, and the word, oh man, Jesus, have mercy. The word ambush, it means to lie in wait. So many of us know that when someone, you know, you don't, when someone's about to ambush you, you don't see it. They're, they're, they're lying behind bushes. They're lying behind uh, 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 things that will obstruct your view. And then they come out and shock you. And so, yes, there's that time when God says, I, I will ambush the enemy for you. I will ambush your situation. I will ambush everything that's coming against you. But I can't ambush the enemy until you give me a signal. I'll preach to myself. I am waiting for you to praise me. I am waiting to you for you to glorify me because all I'm hearing you do, whew, all I'm hearing you do is telling me about your problem. I need you to tell your problem about me. Woo! Oh, oh, but you know. From an arrowroot. And so, in other words, as I said, when you, when you look at the word ambush, again, it is someone hiding behind the bushes and they jump out they, and, and, and they attack you. And so, God is saying, I want to fight your battles. I want, mm, I want to attack the enemy, but I can't because you keep telling me about your problem instead of telling your problem about how mighty your God is. Ha. God is saying, I need you to praise me in the midst of Tekoya. I need you to praise me in the midst of your desert, in the midst of your wilderness, in the midst of your trials. I want you to praise God in the midst of the enemy. Tell the enemy, I love Jesus. He is so good. Ah, I'm going to be like Joe. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. The Lord gives. The Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My praise is not dependent on my predicament. I got an independent praise. Oh, I use praise as a weapon. God is saying, I want to do something, but I'm waiting for a signal. I'm waiting for a hallelujah. I'm waiting for a praise the Lord. I'm waiting for something that comes from your mouth that causes me to say, angels, get down there because somebody's praising me. But I heard this, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. 
But this word ambush, I never saw this before. It is from an Arab word, which means tie in knots. To tie in knots. In other words, I'm going to lose my mind. You need to tie the enemy in knots through your praise. You want to stop the enemy from walking in and out of your house like he got free course to walk, not in simply in your house, but in your house. He walks in and steals your joy. He walks in and steals your peace. He walks in and steals your children, steals your health, steals your finances, steal your mind. God is saying that you need to tie a knot around the enemy. Ah, oh, I got a revelation right here. And so what happens? They're, they cross into the promised land and they come to this place called Jericho. Are you with me? And so the God says, this is what I I want you to do. I want you to march around Jericho 13 times. You, why are they marching around? They're tying a knot around Jericho. They're tying a knot around Jericho. And then what, just when Jericho is tied in a perfect bow, God says, and the walls come tumbling down. Ah, God is saying to some of you, march around the wall, march around that car, march around your home, march around the doctor's report, march around the unsaved person who needs to get saved, march around something and say, God, I'm not going to whine, I'm not going to complain, nothing wrong with that, but every once in a while, God says, I don't want you to cry, I don't want you to weep, I want you to bless me, hallelujah, anyhow. Oh, I bless your name Jesus ah glory to your name you are the king of kings you are the lord of lords oh God I bless you oh I God I honor you oh God I take this resume and I know I need a job but you hold all jobs and so I'm gonna march I'm gonna tie I'm gonna tie my resume in knots because you're gonna tie it in a nice bow and give me a present so I bless you on credit I praise you right now I weaponize my worship I know how to bless you. I know how to worship you. I don't need a I don't need a songless. I don't need uh, I don't need iTunes. I got my voice. I don't need a I don't need a band. I got my hands. I got my voice and I lift up my voice and give you praise. Ah. Weaponize your worship. Maybe that's the last ingredient that God is waiting for to break you out. Maybe that's the last ingredient that God is saying, if you would just tie the enemy and not stew your praise, I could set you free. As every head is bowed and every eyes closed, my God, my God, my God. I hope you feel the presence of God in your home like we feel him in here because God is attracted uh, to, to praise. Uh, the word Jericho means place of fragrance. That's the literal definition of the word Jericho. And so maybe you're in a situation that stinks right now. And God is saying, if you would worship me, if you would fill that situation 
with the place and make it a place of fragrance. Watch and see what I'm going to do. I will sneak blessings into your life. Weaponize your praise. In everything, give thanks. If you're like Paul and Silas in prison, the Bible says at midnight, they sang praises to the Lord. And God responded with an earthquake. Oh, if you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, around the 13th verse, it says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Meaning, Jesus, I need you to come in my life. Save me from my sin and save me from myself. And if you would ask the Lord to come into your life, Confess to him, I am a sinner. But I ask you to come into my life because I believe, I believe, I believe that you came to die for me. You will be saved. If you ask Jesus to come into your life, please, please send a message to the email on the screen below on the lower. We'll bless you in the sense that we will send you information that will help you you and support you. Now, I said to you that I have a surprise for you, and I do. Um, I wrote a book years ago called Faith is a Female, and you don't have to be a female to get this book. It explains how faith works. And the Lord said to me, I know this may be crazy, the Lord said to me, give this book, and I think I have about 120 copies around there, he said, give this book to everybody or anybody who sends their name and address to mail at ptspice.org. That's all you have to do, and we will send it to you free of charge. You don't even, you don't even have to pay shipping and handling. That's how much God said. God said, I want you to bless the people. This is a book that I wrote. The church didn't pay for this book. This is my book, but the Lord said, give away all the copies. This, this was a second printing, and the Lord had blessed me, and he said, just, just give them away because he waited for this moment to say, Brian, you need to partner with people in their faith. And so, again, all you have to do is write, and you'll receive this book. And I have a, I have a bunch for those of you who are here already because I appreciate all the service you have given to our church. Well, God bless you. I know I went a little bit long, but you needed to hear it's time for you and I to weaponize our worship. Let me give you this closing blessing. Put your hands out uh, and receive the blessing by faith. We said before, the word bless means to put you in a position of success, to pronounce success over your life. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face to shine, grin, and beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. May the Lord encourage you to weaponize your worship. I bless you.
with words that will come out of your mouth that will praise him, that will glorify him, that will express how beautiful he is. I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing.